Hey, what's up, you guys? This is episode 41 of the Why Not You podcast. We're trying some different things. We're recording this one, seeing how we can make it into some visuals, too. So super excited to bring to you guys what could be holding you back. We got five things uh, that could be holding you back because sometimes it's not like what is you're doing. It could be what you're not doing. And sometimes it could be something that's holding you back instead of something that you're doing. Maybe it could be something that you could stop doing or switch that you're doing. So let's go into five things. Let's get into number one. So first, we're going to talk about beliefs. So what do you think are some things that you've seen, because we work with people all the time, uh, that could be difference in their belief that holds them back? That could be a difference in their belief? Yeah, like they're believing that it's not possible for them. They're believing that people like them don't make it to those levels or achieve those things. Or, you know, maybe my family has always been like this. There's beliefs in there that are actually negative beliefs. Yeah, for sure. Um, the thing with beliefs is a lot of the times we don't even know and acknowledge that we have these beliefs. Mm -hmm. So for example, right in your mind, you could believe that this is all that you're going to get, right? Maybe right now you live in a certain area and you're earning a certain amount of income and deep ingrained in you are these beliefs of this is all that I'm going to have. And this is, and this is it for me. Right until you start to challenge those belief systems, then that's when things will and start to change for you. And the way that you're going to go ahead and start to change that belief is by taking action on things. So, for example, for a big time, right, one of my belief systems was that I wasn't a good speaker, right, that I was shy, um, that I wasn't good enough. And I had these belief systems based off of how I grew up. Right. And so because of that, my lens of things and my lens of thinking was I can't speak. And so for a long time, speaking was a very challenging thing for me because in my mind, I believed that I couldn't speak. But on the contrary, I can't I can speak. I can share my opinions. I can share my thoughts. And when I started to do that, then that belief start that belief system started to get challenged. In the very beginning, though, it was a challenge, right? Because it would make me nervous. It would make me uncomfortable. I would sometimes tear up, you know. But at, the more I started to speak, then I started to see that hey, I can't speak, and no longer did that belief did that belief have like a chokehold on me. Absolutely. Believing could be negative. And I think that's one of the big things to understand is that beliefs can either work for you or against you. Yep. Next one is going to be worthiness. So what I've seen with worthiness is we might grow up and I don't think there's anybody out there that doesn't say they don't want a great family. They don't want nice things. They don't want you know, to be able to travel, to be able to have a home, to be able to have a great healthy body. I don't think there's anybody out there that grows up and says, you know what? I don't want those things. But I do think what can happen is Deep down inside, if we've been told things like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, right? Uh, rich people are evil. Uh, you know, people like us don't get those things or like, you know, almost like don't reach because your parents were trying to protect you in some kind of way. They didn't want to reach because of their limiting beliefs and you fall flat. They tried to protect you from that. And that can cause things like not feeling worthy of a better life, mm. right? Not feeling worthy of a great home, of a great marriage, of a fit body, of looking good, of nice things, of traveling. And deep down, if we don't believe we're worthy of it, we're going to be scared of getting it because we might believe we won't keep it. We might believe that we're not worth having it. And we might not believe that we'd be able to take care of it. So I've definitely seen that worthiness. I don't think we work with people so often, right? In business and in, in coaching people that it's not work ethic because they go to a job all day. Mm -hmm. 
So it's not work ethic that holds people back most of the time. It's deep down inside, there's a fear and a lack of I'm worth that kind of life. So I'm gonna try this. Because deep down, they don't feel they're worthy, so they never try because they'll feel they'll fail anyway. Yep. Let's get to the next one. Lack of skill. So I think this is a really powerful one because right, Roxy and I come from different backgrounds, and Roxy didn't have you know business skills or training. Neither did I. I had other like classes, but Roxy didn't have business skills, she didn't have communication skills, she didn't have she was a server, so she had some people skills, but a lot of the other social media skills, a lot of the other like speaking skills. She learned along the way, and there's so many people that I think one of the things that's holding them back is a lack of skill. Mm -hmm. So what do you think holds them back, and what are some tools that they could implement that could stop them from being held back? The, some of the things that you can implement that are going to move you forward, right, is to take action, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, just like Aubrey mentioned, I have a 10th grade education. Like, I literally... Even if that, I don't even know if it actually is a 10th grade education because I only showed up like maybe half a semester. So I probably have like a ninth grade education, right? And so for me, again, when it came down to speaking, when it came down to um, just a lot of the things that I've learned now, it wasn't things that I came in strong and, 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 and with, you know, however, I will say though, that like, as we touched on the, no, the number one and number two point, right. When I did start my business, I did have this high belief that I can make it right. So the belief was there. And then from there, from number two, I did believe that I was worth it and that I could have, and that I could be, a, be one of those peoples of the haves versus the have nots. Right. And so therefore, when I came into this, I was willing to work on the skills. Mm -hmm. I was willing to get uncomfortable. I was willing to do what most people weren't willing to do. I was willing to listen to. I remember when I first got started right with my business, I remember buying Jim Rohn CDs. Right. This one, my car still had a CD player. I remember listening to Tony Robbins CDs. I remember just having all of these CDs. And I just remember being so excited because I knew that although I didn't have the skills, I can work on having the skills. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing and the biggest difference, right, with with people that succeed and don't succeed is how often are you applying yourself to learning the skills mm -hmm. you know so for example like in our kind of business right if you're if you're wanting to grow as a leader if you're wanting to grow and develop a team right then it's going to start with how many people are you actually presenting your opportunity to mm -hmm. right and you're not going to get better from one day to another but you have to be willing to do it wrong to do it not even wrong but just to do it ugly mm -hmm. you know like i remember when i first started i used to throw up on people I used to throw up and I was just like this ignorance on fire, right? And you've got to be willing to be that, you know, you got to be willing to be ignorance on fire. You got to be then be willing to do the thing so that you can look back and then you can be like, okay, this is what I did great. And this is where I could get better at, right? When there was opportunities to contribute inside of the room or any kind of room where there was any kind of opportunity to contribute to the room, to be a speaker, to lead something, I was always a yes, because I knew that if I could do that, I knew that I was going to start to sharpen my skills because at the end there was always these celebrates and creates, mm -hmm. right? And then from there, I started to, to learn. So I think the biggest thing that can help anybody that's really wanting to build their skill sets is not to just work on the skill set for one day, but literally like put yourself in a position to work on those skills every single day. Yep, absolutely. And then number four, things that could be holding you back. And I think this is really crucial, especially after COVID, uh, where it seems like people's 
like social ties are getting weaker and weaker and weaker uh, is that you might not have a network. You might not have a group of uh, people that you collaborate with, that you learn from. Uh, you might not, you know, be consistently going to events that are growing you, stretching you. I saw this thing and it's really true. Uh, you know, somebody was saying that when you go to, you know, networking or business or learning events, it's actually 80% networking and 20% information. And I think that's really actually pretty accurate because yes, you're going to get some great things when you go learn. Like we've done Tony Robbins. We've done a, a course called uh, Landmark. We've done, obviously we have, um, you know, Rich business, Dad, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, we did uh, The Millionaire Mind. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we've done online courses, you know, with Eric Warre and, you know, Jesse Lee Bosley, you know, and the key thing is there's information coming, but it's also just being around a group of people that have a vibe that you're aligned with and that you can grow with because there's going to be conversations that spark. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't think about that. I see you doing this. What is that? And then you're going to help them when they are seeing what you're doing. It's like the networking is so crucial. And I think now after COVID, people confuse, you know, being on social media is networking. Yeah. Right. You're, you're watching reels or you're commenting or you're watching a live that's not really networking because it's only one way. It's not two way. There's no interaction. There's no like before and after like connection to grow. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the crucial things is to understand that to get to the next level, you can't get there by yourself. It's not like you see these movies and you see these like motivational videos of people sitting at home in a room. That's not really how it goes, right? It goes that we grow together and that out there is your group. But it takes action and it takes being uncomfortable because I know you got to drive, you got to pay for these events, you got to go to these things. But it's so crucial because you can't do it on your own. Mm -hmm. Most people struggle because they're trying to do it on their own. Like, I'm going to just grind on my own. I'm going to do it in silence. And then they look back two, three, five years and they haven't done anything. And then they get frustrated and they quit anyway. But it was because you never had a network. Yeah. And then uh, really quickly, what I'm going to add to that is that you've also got to be willing to be one of the harder, like one of the hardest workers in the room to even position yourself to be around those kind of people, yep. you know, because one of the things I have seen where people also, you know, kind of like sometimes can make a mistake is that they can, you know, it's like, for example, if you're at a, a business event, right? And there's certain kind of seating. Are you the person that didn't qualify for something, right? And then you just go ask somebody, yes, like they'll give you the information, but it's not the same as if you were actually qualifying for the opportunity to be inside of that same room. Yep. So that's why it's so important, right? That you work and that you work hard to get inside of those rooms because inside of those rooms is where the networks, the powerful networking conversations happen. Absolutely. And then the last one is going to be number five of things that could be holding you back. And I think this is a crucial one. Uh, it's going to be work ethic. And I think, you know, I don't know if it's because on social media, we see the before and afters like right there. You see like a flat, uh, 15 second reel of I was broke before living in the basement and now I just made $1 million. And we can get confused thinking that's actually how fast it happens, where that's not actually how it happens at all. You know, you got to remember, sometimes it's taken 10 years for people to get there. Sometimes it's taken generations of people to get there. You don't even know that that person that just had big success, what their parents did for years and years and years to set them up to be able to even have the opportunity. So we can get confused thinking it's luck, it's timing, it's being in the right spot. You know, no, it's a lot of work is the foundation of the soil. And then on top of that, you know, we work hard enough, long enough to get into those opportunities where we're ready for it. So what would you say to somebody like to give you guys backgrounds? We started our business with five jobs. I had three, Roxy had two. 
And it was on top of our jobs that we worked and built our business. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like job or business. It was like job is what we need to do anyway. And then on top of that is this added extra effort to build something for the future. Mm -hmm. So what were some things that, you know, really helped you when you were working those two jobs and building your business and we had a relationship, right? What was some of the things that were helping you? I think the biggest thing is understanding, and I think this is something that I hear people mess up on a lot, that you're expecting this balance. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're, I hear that all the time. I want balance. I want balance. Like, we got all these karate kids out here. Like, <laughs> I want balance. Like, and, this is a funny one. And the thing is that while you're on pursuit and while you're especially in the phase of launching, there, is not, there isn't going to be balance. It's kind of like, not to cut you off, but it's kind of like a kid, right? We just had our first daughter. Mm-hmm. There's no balance in the beginning. No. Tell your daughter, tell your one month old that, you know what? It's a little much. I want some. It's no. very much like a kid. It was yeah. so much. And then it start, they start to get a little bit more independent, but it's so much in the beginning. Kind of like you're talking about the yeah. launch. And that's like, for example, like when you're wanting to launch, and I think this is where people mess up so much, is that they're wanting to start a business or wanting to do something, but they don't focus enough. Right. And they're not willing to say no to a lot of things in order for them to put all of their energy to start to create some momentum in order for shit to happen inside of their yeah. business and life. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing, because I remember when I first got started and we got started, I was OK and I was willing with saying no to things. I was OK with missing out on a few things and I missed out, you know, and it's something that I was okay with because I was so clear where, with where we wanted to go and where we wanted our life to look like and where we wanted to be. And a lot of the times people say that they want to grow, that they want to make things happen for themselves, for their family. But then, you know, for example, you ask people to do X, Y, Z, and they're like, oh no, I can't because it's the weekend. I, I got to have some fun or it's this and I can't because X, Y, Z. And it's just like, okay, I get that. But then you've got to be okay with the results that you're getting by the work that you're putting in. You can't be mad. Yeah. I think it's being, being understanding that nothing worthwhile is going to come without work. Mm -hmm. And if you got a big dream, understanding it takes big work because yeah. everything is equal. And I think one of the biggest things is what we found in, you know, our journey in business is that it's not necessarily balanced, but it can be harmony, right? There's going to be days where you work really hard on your business and yourself. And there's going to be days where you spend more time with your family. And there's going to be days where you do more at your job. And then there's going to be days where you do more work, you know, in your skill development. It's understanding it's kind of like an orchestra. There's times that the trumpet plays and there's times that the saxophone plays and there's time that the drum plays. They don't all play at the same exact time and they don't all play the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. They have different parts in the overall thing called the music and the journey of the you know musical. And I think once you understand that, it's going to let you be at peace with, you know, if you're a parent or if you're, you know, having other responsibilities, well, I, I feel like I'm not getting to do that much. Well, you're doing more today so that tomorrow when the harmony is there, you can do more tomorrow. And last thing, I think you also have to be willing to be quote unquote bored. Yeah. I think a lot of times people are looking for that instant gratification mm -hmm. that they are doing like what is, you know, you've got to do that. Like, it's like you're doing the same thing over and over and over. You're just adding intensity, but because a lot of people are just looking for like that thing to pop, that next thing of fun. A lot of the times they don't stay consistent enough with what it is that they're doing because they're looking for 
that fun. Yeah. They're looking for, and sometimes, you know, like on your way to, you know, making things happen, it's not always going to look great. It's not always going to be fun. It's not always going to, to be that way and look that way. And you've got to be okay with it. But I will tell you what does become fun, right? Is when you are in the rooms with, with amazing people, right? When you're getting the recognition, when you're getting the awesome checks, like that's when it's fun. And it's just like, you've gotta be willing to to go through the not so fun moments, right? In order to get there. Yep, absolutely. So thank you guys so much. This was episode 41, five things that might be holding you back. Thanks for, you know, subscribing to the podcast, doing a rating and sharing your takeaways. Like let us know what are two of your top takeaways from these five. And we really appreciate when you share and tag us. You can tag us at, at roxy.mind.body on Instagram or at roxandaub.aubs. We'd love to hear what your takeaways are and we will reshare you. Thanks. Let us know what some things you guys want to hear about. And let's go, you guys. Peace.